Did you know there is a type of sales opportunity with a success rate of 91% and that most salespeople are missing those opportunities every single day? Welcome to Serving Not Selling. And here's our big idea. When you build more relationships, you have more leads, more leverage, and more life. Finally, you can build your business on your terms by cultivating relationships and serving people with consistency and intention. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Serving Not Selling. We're so excited that you've joined us for this teaching episode where Tyler and I desire to just share what's on our minds, what's on our hearts, and hopes that we can encourage you, uh, our amazing audience. So today, we're just going to share about what we've been learning in the past month in hopes that maybe it will encourage you. And if you all have ideas for what you want us to talk about, please send them to us, Garrett at businessbyrelationships.com. Just shoot them over to us, shoot ideas. We'd love to talk about whatever you want us to talk about, because at the end of the day, our heart is to serve you, the audience. And the more we know that what of what you want, the more we can do that for you, because we really genuinely care about serving you. So we're just going to talk about things we've been learning. But before we do that, I didn't even give Tyler any notice. Mm. He was rushing to get a mm. joke. So yeah. who knows how good this is going to be, but what you got, T? Give me a I, joke, man. Dude, I don't have anything, but I was, oh. I was talking to my, my buddy the other day um, and, and he loves bad dad jokes, um, but he doesn't have, but he doesn't have any kids. He's such a faux oh. pas. <laughs> that, ah, that's funny. Okay. Ah. <laughs> I thought you were telling a real story. So that was impressive. Oh, that's good. Gotcha. Uh, you know, here, here's, I have a question for you. It's really dumb. What did Batman's <laughs> don't do it. Stop. What, what did Batman say to Robin before they got in the car? <laughs> Robin, get in the car. <laughs> nice. Nice. I don't know why that's funny. Yeah. But I think, okay. I think that it's really funny. All uh, right. And, and then what, <laughs> what's red and shaped like a bucket. <laughs> A bucket, a, a blue bucket painted red. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the irony that we're about to start an episode uh, talking about all that we've learned over good. the last month just shows that's that our brains are scrambled because we've consumed no. so much information. <laughs> no, that's it. What I was just explaining. That's it. That's all that I've learned. Oh yeah. I, perfect. I'm perfect. done. It's your yeah. turn. Yeah, okay. Right. Great. That's awesome. That's oh good. man. No, but you know, it's for both of us, it's a constant journey of always trying to learn and, and, you know, sometimes we're better at it than others. Right. Uh, you know, I shared in a week ago in the last week's episode uh, about losing my mom 27 days ago. And I haven't been learning that much in the sense of sitting down and reading like I normally am consistent, but still learning a lot of things and processing through things. But T, man, what are some stuff? Mm. Just, you know, let's we'll hit them quick. Um, mm. What are some things you've been learning or a book that's been impactful or even mm. another podcast? Um, you know, what are some things that, yeah. that are some good resources for people? Yeah, man, I, I got a lot of things. I want to dive right into one thing though that's been staring me in between the eyes for the last couple of months. Um, well, actually a couple of different things. One, I want to point out that Garrett has been doing something that's really encouraged me um, in terms of uh, making decisions about things and, and what to pursue. Garrett has taken a lot of accountability and ownership um, and that he needs to take more financial accountability over his family. Um <laughs> <laughs> Interruption yeah. of the family. It's real yeah. life, man. That's okay. That's what happens. <laughs> hey, your um, wife is was an ESPN uh analyst, uh play by not play by play, color analyst, right? So 
distractions. Here. I know she'd, she'd be, be way better yeah. at this. She'd be I know, way better than other you. than me sitting here and my <laughs> boys are yelling at me from their uh, from their bedrooms. So, that's fantastic. Um, but <laughs> that's real right there. Um, I probably didn't handle that well. The uh, so just recognizing our shortcomings. Um, and Garrett's taken a lot of uh, accountability and leading his family from a financial standpoint. He realized that was maybe a weak point in his leadership yeah, over his family. Um, and so what did he do is he decided to take this year um, or this period, certain period of time, I think it was about a year that he was going to focus on committing to learning new things, taking ownership, and that being an important um, facet of his leadership over um, his family to steward his, his talents well um, and, and to make sure that he was taking care of his family in that way. So I really admire just the intentionality in that. And so what it has, we've talked a lot about what that looks like. We've talked about a ton of different things, had our minds opened up to new ways of viewing what it looks like planning for your financial future. You know, the world tells us to save in certain ways and we can, I guess, dive into some of the, I don't know how deep we really want to go, but sometimes we need to learn and peel back layers and really understand what decisions we're making and why we're making them. And if it's really what's best for us. So to me, what I've been learning, how that has affected me. Again, we talk about it. Who's your who inner circle. Garrett and I try to be really intentional about sharpening one another, refining one another, holding each other accountable and, and sharing new things that come up in life. So his pursuit has impacted me. Um, so again, just affirming that we have the right, I have the right who in my circle and he blesses me in that way. So, um, but thinking about the the talents that I've been given, whether it is, you know, your your non-physical talents or actually the physical talents that you've been provided and, you know, the assets that you have or the income that you receive um, to be really intentional about knowing how we're going to put those to work. What are we going to use them for? Are we just going to stash them under our mattress or set them in a bucket and be passive in the gifts that we receive and let them, you know, collect us? Well, you know, there's certain ways, there's certain ways that we can, um, you know, be very intentional about how we take those talents that we've been given and multiply them. That's what we're called to do. And I have felt very convicted lately in my passivity and what I've done over my family financially in terms of we kind of have this plan. We take the balls and we put it in motion. And I don't even look back at the balls as they're in motion because that's the decision that we made five years ago when we started on this financial plan. And we're going to save X number of dollars. We're going to fill up each of these buckets in succession in different ways. All that stuff is very, very good. Don't hear me say that that's not good. Financial planning is critical. But the evolution and the adaptation of new buckets and new tools and new vehicles that a lot of us don't even know about um, has really transformed what I think about. I've gone from thinking what life could look like in decades from now and planning for my financial future in decades from now when my kids are out of the house to being aggressive and trying to, when I say aggressive, intentional is probably a better word, but intentionally aggressive and making big goals of like what it could mean to be financially free in years from now, as opposed to decades. Um, and that there's opportunity out there. And I don't know how deep you want to dive into this GLT you up here in a second, but to, to be bold in that. And again, if it doesn't happen in two years, five years, then, you know, it's not a failure, but 
Um, that's what motivates me is, you know, I, I think about time with my family. I want to buy as much time as possible. And that's why G and I have our, our leverage model. And we, we talk about these things and that's what serving not selling is all about. It's about serving your community and the people around you, but ultimately about serving your family too. And without having the right people around you and the right tools, um, at your access, then you're not going to be able to accomplish those things. And so, um, I just want to be more about what we talk about. Um, and I'm trying to take that outside of not beyond just my business or beyond just how I, you know, shepherd my family, but taking it into our financial planning and, and, and challenging myself to grow and learn in the same way that you've done that. And so I don't know how much you want to dive into some of that. G. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about because we talk about it all the time, but um, that's been huge on the forefront of my mind in the last couple of yeah. months. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I definitely, you know, a quick, super quick backstory was I just, financial understanding finances has always been a weak spot and it's always been a scary spot, honestly, because like there's so much to try to understand. And unlike business, my mind doesn't pick up the the ideas very quickly. And so I kind of just never really spent a lot of time in it. And I recognized how poor of a job I was doing of shepherding the money that was coming in and, and being a good steward of it. So just forcing myself to learn. And, and specifically, I've been all about infinite banking. And so there's great resources, the book called Infinite Banking, Being Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And I really, that, that uh, Nelson has unfortunately passed away a few years ago. And then I've been big into the wealth without wall street guys. Um, they've got a podcast, they've got great resources and I gladly connect any of you to them. Uh, or if you have questions, they've been super, super helpful for me as I try to understand a better way, just like we talked about this with, with business and real estate, there's a better way to do it right in real estate. There's a better way to do it by relationships. Well, there's a better way to do it in finances too. That doesn't mean this is the only way, just like referrals and relationships aren't the only way, but for a lot of people, this is a better way. And the more I learn about it, the more I realize, man, I wish I knew about this before. So infinite banking, that's what we're talking about. And I hope it's helpful for you all just to start researching. I'm just going to read you a, a passage from this book that I thought was really impactful to me. It's from a book called The Cash Flow Quadrant uh, by Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, uh, and, and this is what I've been thinking. So this is my answer. Once upon a time, there was this quaint little village. It was a great place to live except for one problem. The village had no water unless it rained. To solve this problem once and for all, the village elders asked contractors to submit bids to deliver water to the village on a daily basis. Two people volunteered to take on the task, and the elders awarded the contract to both of them. They felt that a little competition would keep prices low and ensure a backup supply of water. The first person who won the contract, Ed, immediately ran out, bought two galvanized steel buckets, and began running back and forth to the lake, which was a mile away. He immediately began making money as he labored morning to dusk, hauling water from the lake with his two buckets. He would empty them into the large concrete holding tank the village had built. Each morning, he had to get up before the rest of the village awoke to make sure there was enough water for the people. It was hard work, but he was very happy to be making money and for having one of the two exclusive contracts for this business. The second winning contractor, Bill, disappeared for a while. He wasn't seen for months, which made Ed very happy since he had no competition. Instead of buying two buckets to compete with Ed, Bill wrote a business plan, created a corporation, found four investors, employed a president to do the work, and returned six months later with a construction crew. Within a year, his team had built a large volume stainless steel pipeline, which connected the village to the lake. At the grand opening celebration, Bill announced that his water was cleaner than Ed's water. 
Bill knew that the villagers had complained about the water's lack of cleanliness. Bill also announced that he could supply the village with water 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Ed could only deliver water on weekdays because he didn't want to work on weekends. Then Bill announced that he would charge 75% less than Ed did for this higher quality, more reliable water. The villagers cheered and immediately ran for the faucet at the end of Bill's pipeline. In order to compete, Ed immediately lowered his rates by 75%, bought two more buckets, added cover to his buckets, and began hauling four buckets each trip. In order to provide better service, he hired his two sons to give him a hand on the night shift and on weekends. When his boys went off to college, he said to them, hurry back because someday this business will belong to you. For some reason, his sons never returned. Eventually, Ed had employees and union problems. The union demanded higher wages and better benefits and wanted its members to only haul one bucket at a time. Meanwhile, Bill realized that if this village needed water, then other villages must need water too. He rewrote his business plan and went off to sell his high-speed, high-volume, low-cost, clean water delivery system to villages throughout the world. He only makes a penny per bucket of water delivered, but he delivers billions of buckets of water every day. Whether he works or not, billions of people consume billions of buckets of water, and all that money pours into his bank account. Bill developed a pipeline to deliver money to himself as well as water to the villages. Bill lived happily ever after. Ed worked hard for the rest of his life and had financial problems forever after the end. That story about Bill and Ed, Bill and Ed has guided me for years. It has assisted me in my life's decision-making process. And here's the key to me. I often ask myself, am I building a pipeline or hauling buckets? Mm. I think about that a lot after mm-hmm. reading that. Mm-hmm. Am I building a pipeline or am I hauling buckets? Mm-hmm. And it's made me think about my finances. It's made me think about how I structure my business. It just makes me stop and ask more questions when I'm doing things. Am I building a pipeline or am I hauling buckets? That's the point of the leverage model for us, right? That's why we've been doing it. That's why we, we share it. That's why we offer it. But just in general, am I building pipelines or am I hauling buckets and understanding what's the right way to do things, right? So I'm just going to leave that there. That's what mm-hmm. I've been learning. And it's been so helpful. And I recognize that I need to apply that in every area of life. And for me, unless I really devote six months is how I do it. Six months at a time, I pick a topic and I just learn about that one thing Then I'm not going to really learn. And so this has been helpful. And I hope that you all, whether it's finances or not, just take stock of what are the areas of your life that you need to have help in or learn mm-hmm. something about and recognize that life isn't about hauling buckets. It's about building pipelines. And we want to help you with that. Mm-hmm. And I want to help me with that. And I want to help yeah. Tyler with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you take us out, buddy. But mm-hmm. that for me has been really impactful. No, it's a great story. Um, and we talk about building pipelines for carrying buckets, strong image. Um, and I think, you know, I think Ed was the bucket carrier, the longer you're in Ed That's and the right. longer you carry buckets, the harder it is to stop. Because the more, the the deeper you're into the process, the deeper you're into your rhythms and routines and convictions that this is going to work because you see, you know, it's the short-sighted nature of this is how it needs to be. If I, if I stop doing this, then the valve shuts off and I have nothing coming in. Well, that fear should ultimately be our motivation. And that's, that Mm -hmm. is the perspective that is shifting in, in my head and all of this as well is that the fear of that valve shutting off is what's limiting me from the ability to learn how to build a pipeline. Um, not just, you know, we're talking about the, the our financial picture right now. Robert Kiyosaki's fantastic. He's got a ton of different books that are great. Um, but, you know, I've also recognized, I know this isn't a novel idea, but 
given that that's something that I can conceptually, there's, I conceptually understand so many different things. The difference in the gap between conceptual understanding and implementation can be massive. There's so many people that I know or me, myself personally, I can talk about a lot of different things. That's great. That's all good and well. But the difference between talking about it and knowing it and actually putting it in motion can be pretty significant. There's a lot of you know tactical things that come along with that, but there's a huge fear gap and commitment that comes into it for most people. And they're, they're afraid to, to take that risk or to do something different or to be the first person to do it that none of their friend group is doing or think differently than literally the rest of the world is thinking or has been taught to thought taught to think for a certain period of time but that's the difference between being a bucket carrier and and having your pipeline grow all the time so what do i do that's this good. is this is something that i've, I've i want to find a coach you know i'm actively you know have thank goodness we've met so many amazing people on this show um and you know they exist out there like i am taking time to to get to know them to find out who's going to be the best fit for me who's going to you know but who is in alignment with me, you know, who sees their, you know, their income and their financial, you know, provisions as talents that they want to multiply to not only serve their families, but to serve the community um, and the people around them and make a bigger difference for not just their current situation, but for generations to come. Like, so I want to find a coach that, that believes the same things passionately and knows what it is to implement all of these concepts that we read about. And I'm not, I, I recognize like I've swallowed my pride. Like I'm, I, I, I'm not good enough to do it on my own. And so like, I would rather make that capital investment um, on the front end and then reap the pipeline benefits for, for years and years to come. And not only me, but more importantly, like that's what my, my pride needs to get out of the way so that my family can reap the benefits of that so that my church and my community could reap the benefits of that. And so I would challenge our listeners, like inevitably there's a certain component of life, a certain bucket that you're trying to fill up that you realize one, or maybe it's a blind spot you don't even have there. Let's start there. Find, find where you're, you're weak at or find where, you know, the bucket that you're not filling that you are being called to fill. You don't have to be great at everything. You don't have to try to be a jack of all trades. There are certain things that we are called to steward well um, that we need to be intentional about. And neglecting those is wrong. That That is just neglectful rather than um, thinking you're trying to focus about certain things. But those things that exist dig in, commit to it, find ways to get better, grow yourself, know exactly what you're doing. Don't just jump to paying somebody else to do it for you. Sometimes there's a place for that. Don't hear me that, that but not in these things, these big, big buckets that, um, you know, are life-changing and vocationally that are, that are, that are examples like that, that you need to be able to do to set the example for your family, the things that maybe the people in your community can't do for themselves, that you have the talents to be able to do. Like, take the reins on those and accept the calling and get better at it. And when you get to a certain point where you can't go any farther, bring somebody in onto the team that's like-minded and aligned, that's going to help you get through the finish line. So I know I talked a little bit, so I'm going to throw it back to you one more time. No, but that's right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that idea of, yeah, don't, don't, you don't need to recreate the wheel. You know, if you're, we talk about this, but like, if you are trying to figure out how to generate more business off of relationships, don't recreate the wheel. We already did. Right. If you are trying to uh, go figure out a better pipeline for your finances, go find someone who built a pipeline and ask them how they did it. Right. I mean, that's what we're doing. I have a financial coach now. Um, hey, I need uh, someone to help me uh, really work through like just all the the crazy stuff that's in my head of all these ideas that are mostly terrible. Right. And getting clarity and gaining clarity on that. You heard my coach, Mark Dutton. Um, I can't do that on my own. He's done it. 
So I'm just going to go ask him, how'd you do it? Help me. Right. That that's what this is about is people have built pipelines. Don't just haul buckets, understand who had already built the pipeline that you like and go say, Hey, how'd you do that? Can you show me? That's what this is. And I think like Tyler said, when there's clarity in that, when, when we understand one of our guests said you either have, you have two buckets, an ego bucket, you have a, a ego account or a bank account and you only get to put it in one, right? Get out of the way. You're not great at everything. You never will be. None of us will, right? Go find the people that will help. And we'd love to be those people in your business. And we would love to point you to other people in other ways. Cause don't come asking me about how to build a financial pipeline. I don't know yet, mm. but when we figure it out, we'll share it with you. Mm-hmm. Right, but go ask the people that have done it. So, audience, mm-hmm. we appreciate you so much. We hope this is helpful, and uh, we'll certainly see you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to Serving Not Selling, and especially thank you for sharing the show with other salespeople and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast app. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. And if you're loving this whole business by relationship approach and you want help to start your own Perfect 36 Touch system, we can do most of that work for you. Just go to businessbyrelationships.com backslash chat to grab a time to chat with me to see if we're a good fit. And stay tuned for the next episode of Serving Not Selling.